there's been a lot, we've been talking a lot about the changes in the music and, you know, the evolution of it and everything. I wanted to talk about the evolution of auto-tune. And do we think that um, that is responsible for um, the lack of interest in real singers with, you know, strong voices and deep voices? Because auto-tune originally was just a pitch corrector. It was just a tool, tool used in a studio um, to correct, you know, notes and things of that nature. Um, producers and engineers usually with many singers, you know, with great voices or not so great voices. It was never something to camouflage the lack of vocal talent. It was something to either correct something or enhance something, but it was never used in a way it is used today. Mm. And um, I think it's kind of facilitated, you know, you know, rappers to be able to, you know, infiltrate R&B to some degree. Because a lot of the songs I hear on the radio, I'm like, okay, but if 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 an R&B singer was singing that, that would be a hit, wouldn't it? Like, I could hear it. So what are your thoughts on the, well, and even the talk box? Because the talk box is something I think started off too, where it was like a, it was technology that. Yeah, I mean, when, when I mean, for R&B fans, Zap, Roger Trapman and Zap was one of the, the pioneers for the R&B. So there's somebody else that did it. But for the R&B, he was one of the pioneers. Computer love and I want to be a man and stuff like that. So, But mm-hmm. it, in a sense, he was almost singing over the keys. But it wasn't, you know, we, it, it just felt like, oh, this is a very unique type of song. But we, we didn't rely on that. Whenever I think hear other tunes, the first person that comes to mind was J Lo. If I'm not your lover, when she came out, oh, J Lo. Yeah. We knew she was a dancer, we knew she couldn't really sing, but she had the image. And that was the first sort of auto tunes, let's use auto tunes to give her voice. And that's how it really started. And it's like, oh, if worked for her, her album went double platinum, her debut album, it was like, okay. Let's get our own JLOs. And that's how that copycat sort of thing. It was cheaper. We didn't have to have the Millie Vanilli scandal of get other people singing a song and coming out. So we just use her and we can just alter, just correct her vocals and stuff. So for me, it, it, um, it, it all started with, I, I don't say it started with her, but I think she really pushed it and really made it a difference. Yeah. When you Because I remember about, early on, it was like Cher. I remember with that song, I Be- Do You Believe in Love? And she had that like yeah, but weird she could wiggle. sing live. She, it was, yeah. it was a, because she, she, she was coming back. It was like a comeback stuff and it was a techno. Mm-hmm. She was big here in, in Europe with that track. So it was more of a sort of a Euro dance. That's, that's how it came out. Right. Yeah, less so than her trying to maintain a particular voice. When you talk about hip hop, when Kanye West came out with his first album where he was singing, Mm. he stopped yeah. rapping and it just went into this whole singing stuff and we'll, and most of us like what what this 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 is was rubbish but this that's where it sort of it, it was right. moderately successful and others piggybacked off of that and that's why i'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people blame uh t-pain and i will give him a little blame but i blame kanye west more because i think the style of way autotune is used today is He's a little bit more responsible. I just I hear when I hear the radio, I'm like, 
yeah, curse you, Kanye West. Yeah, because, because he stopped rapping and he just did his own yeah. singing and talking, and it was like, well, you know, I can't remember the album. I can, I can't remember any of the songs, but I can remember. Um, I can, I can, I was trying to sing one, but I can't remember. But he, he did the whole the night, the... Na, 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 na. Yeah, yeah, song. yeah, yeah. I, and he, um, it's just so many of those songs. Yeah, there was just... so many. Yeah, and... he, he, yeah. I think T Pain was very much like a a vocal holder. Um, he did the vocal mm-hmm. and, and you know, and he was doing a version of the top box, but a vocal holder version. So, um, um, almost like what Little he because he was very heavily influenced with Little John, and Little John yeah. didn't just use his voice. And T Pain just said, "Well, I'll use the sort of vocal holder in the background as I'm as I'm saying," but he wasn't. He could sing when he doesn't. He can sing naturally, right? But it was a way of being distinctive. So almost like how Teddy and stuff. So he was, he wasn't. Right. He wasn't like Future. He wasn't like them. Those guys who, um, um, who sort of singing mumble rap kind of thing. Yeah, right, right. To T-Pain I think Jay Z, Jay Z actually solidified him as being the blame, and that's what it goes to show you, like. Um, how influence influences the masses because on on average people will blame T Pain, but I personally I'm glad you brought up Kanye West because I think Kanye West is more responsible for rappers feeling comfortable do, uh, singing because it's like now as an audience the problem that's happened I don't have a problem with this segment of people that do this, but there's no room for actual singers no more and the the standard for vocals has been lowered now. We have, we no longer, um, I've seen people um, hear a song that was originally by one of these rappers or these auto-tuned rappers that sing now. I'll hear, like I'll go to YouTube because I like to like see covers covers of these songs. Mm-hmm. And a, a real singer will be presenting them and there'll be, um, I'll go to the comment section and I'll read the comments and there's some positive stuff in there, but then there'll be those people like, oh, they're doing too much. This song doesn't do that. No, this is how singers sing. They interpret things differently mm-hmm. and they might do a jazz riff. They might do, you know, they might just sing it a little bit more powerfully. And when the younger audience hears it, it's like, why are they singing it like that? It's like, that's, a, that's the way it's supposed to be saying. These people with these machines and these, this technology, it, it, I don't know. It's it's really weird. It's kind of a scary place because um, I think it's kind of diminished the art of singing a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> where, where where it gets where it gets um, found out is when they they perform live. Um, you know, there's so many new yeah. artists that rap artists I can't remember. Maybe rap star baby or or that or. There's so many of them, but but a lot of them are like lip syncing. Like I have literally seen the Migos live recently, and they're lip syncing. Like yeah, they, so that's what you know, I was going to. Yeah, there there was um, CNN did a concert. Um, um, not CNN, but it was um, it was uh, um, Clive Davis did a concert in Central Park um, mm-hmm. a couple of months ago. Where he was caught short just because of the horror, uh, some tornadoes coming in. But there was this hip rap hip. I think it's Rockstar. The the song rap song is called Rockstar. Um, oh yeah, okay, I know I'm out. I don't know is the name of the guy. The baby or Post Malone? No, but it's 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 you know, one of these rappers. He, he he's, okay. Um, I, yeah, he was one of those types of tracks that he was performing, but he was 
he the music he was just he wasn't even singing live so everyone was mm. on stage singing live everyone and fire were there everyone was performing when he right, came right, out right. he was the backing tracks the, the tracks and his vocals Wait, over who's the track. performing who's performing this hip-hop guy something oh, maybe okay. rock rock baby or rock star or i can't remember okay. what the, the, the name so I mean, everyone I, else I, is singing live and he's lip syncing but he was lip syncing to his own hip-hop track and i'm thinking what now lo kujay came out with 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 some of them with people and they were performing but these were old school even buster was there he did he was singing live but when this guy came out very similar to our future and and, and all these people he couldn't sing it like he couldn't rap live he had to use the tracks because it wouldn't sound the same he it couldn't it isn't couldn't... that crazy and insane yeah. so you mean to tell me you can't talk the same way you yeah. you have a microphone and most rapping is just talking you yeah, can't no. talk in the same key that you talked on the record yeah, is yeah because it, it wouldn't have never been the same because you can't you, you can't sing you can't you can't flow with the same consistency live as as was as was there it's very simple to say somebody like back in the day janet or, or or some of these other pop acts would have a new single and they don't want to mess it up so they'll they'll play it live play the track and they'll just be miming as they dance a lot of pop and that's what these hip-hop people are doing so it's um yeah so as i said i think it's there's a part of me that wonders how much because when i when i interviewed um Tabitha from Cod Close, she was saying that when they were recording their second album, Missy only took uh, Anthea to do the lead and backing vocals. It was almost like it was quicker. Let's just use you. We can we can do multiple relays so it sounds the same. We don't necessarily need the the group. Almost as if it's easier to say, okay, you just sing it once. That's fine. I'll I'll tidy it up. You've just given me enough to fix it up, and we can go. Same thing what they did right. with the Michael Jackson post um, post albums, where they just uh, said, "Okay, we got some raw vocals. We'll we'll tidy it up, and 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 make it sound great." I think technology has has its place, and technology is great. But one of the things Jay King has said in a previous interview I saw, he said that um, R and B suffered when we stopped using musicians to make records. And when we started to pro program music, that's when R&B suffered because there was no innovation, no creativity, and you just right. like, well, how do what do I sample to make the stuff? And it, and the people who used to be there in the 50s and 60s, all session musicians coming up with the the keys and everything, would take the right. just are not being involved. So and I've made that I've made that comment before, especially in the um, comment section, that I do believe. Um, when we put down the, the keyboards and the, and the guitars and we start picking up the NPCs and the, the electronics, this and that and the other, that's where it got lost. And I think that's why I keep saying over and over again that R&B has to go back to being underground. I think that we need to make playing instruments cool again, or not we, but the young people. The young people have to um, discover instruments again and start fiddling with them and start coming up with new things and i am starting to see that because i do see a, which i highlighted on my instagram there are some young people that are out that are playing instruments again and are creating and they do have appreciation for you know the music of yesteryear and i think mm -hmm. that that inspires them to say you know what 
I don't, what actually in this day and age, I don't have that competition. I basically can stand out by being a, a musician or instrument. I can play my instrument or whatever. I don't have to have auto tune. Like the, the very thing that was like the norm before has now made the, some of these artists stand out. So mm. hopefully we can get back to that. But I do think technology was a gift and a curse to us. It's, it's made it very easy to just, you know, cut and paste and tweak and, you know, put in a certain effect or plug in on something and it sounds a certain way as opposed to natural performances. Because now we've gotten so used to voices sounding so unnatural. It's, it's, it's become standard and it's like now we have to meet this unnatural standard. And what does that say about where we are in music that yeah. the unnatural is now standard? So Yeah. <laughs> when you talk about autotunes, what what killed our R&B was when the industry just went and became producer-led. Okay, Timbaland, right. give I this guy give a that. hit. T um, Neptune, give this person a hit. Um, who else? Swiss, JD, just give this person a hit. And it was like, well, um, Ray J sounding exactly like Justin Timberlake, who's sounding right. exactly <laughs> like Usher, sounding exactly like... So what's the this difference? You know, they're singing... Yeah the same feral produced track that sounds exactly the same what you know yeah. what, what 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 why am when i we started chasing sounds and making the producers yeah. stars themselves we got away from the music it just became about you know it's almost like you're you're you're, you're putting on a brand of somebody like you go to timberland everybody sound like timberland yeah. it, there was no more individuality anymore yeah. everything had to be had to sound like timberland or had to sound like for you know the neptunes yeah. And, you, yeah, you so. know, and, and, and you know, I do wonder where, whether when Anne, uh, A. Marie, when she got Jay-Z to do a remix um, for her, um, I can't remember, um, on one of her, uh, her second album, and after he, he helped do the remix of her second album, the next minute, Beyonce gets the, um, Beyonce gets Rich Harris. Oh, to come produce her Dangerous and Love album and takes the Amory sound and and it has a lot more money and they're both on the same label at Sony and all of a sudden Amory sort of doesn't has to go to other people to try and get the sound, doesn't get the same promotion and marketing and falls off while Beyonce just be, it blows up and you know, you, you wonder yeah, how, it sucks for her. how she just it took his sound and then they just didn't push them. She just got almost like there was a power play between Beyonce's dad and Jay-Z about, look, this is the direction. We need the sound and we need the budget to push her over Amory. And Amory right. just, you know, she was had her own lane. No one, she, she didn't try and copy everyone. It was taken away from her and stuff. So, yeah. But these are the business practices. We, the general public does not, I mean, now we know because it's storied now, but now, these are the things that go on. This is how cutthroat the industry is. And it's a good thing that Beyonce did do that because that was her hit. That was the thing that kept her going on her solo career. Like, I think that, you know, some things are, I won't say necessary evils, but it is what it is. I, I think that unfortunately for I Am Marie, um, she wasn't bigger than the sound that was created for her, unfortunately. If you, I feel like you... I don't want to, I love Amory, I, I have her albums, but mm. she never was able to recapture that magic that 
Rich Harrison and her had on her own. And so, you know, that's the problem. I remember Brandy when she kind of had a, a slight fallout with Rodney Jerkins when he did, because he did most of her production. Yeah. And she was starting to get mad because he was giving his sound, her sound, well, it technically was his sound, his sound that he created for her mm. on to J-Lo and on to, you know, other artists. Yes, child, yeah, he was and, it, yeah. Right. And so they had a little fallout. She she went off to Timbaland, but Timbaland, he had his he was known for Aaliyah. So, you know, that's where she kind of got lost in the shuffle. You know, you have to be careful that you're not so married to a certain thing that if you don't have that, you can't survive outside of it. And I think that unfortunately with Marie, she is talented. Um, I do like her and I think she's a beautiful woman. I just think that that sound it and it, to me personally, I prefer it on a Marie, but unfortunately, she was not bigger than that sound. Just like with um, she was signed to retire, so she was sound to, signed to him. It wasn't That's as if, crazy about yeah, it. she wasn't, she didn't, she didn't go because I remember when I was working at Edmunds um, Entertainment, um, the, the 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 president of the record label um had a Tracy. production deal with Sony, um. Mm-hmm. And he and Rich Harris had this had a, a, a label, and they signed. So I remember Avery coming in before she before she came out, and every day he'll be playing "Why Don't We Fall in Love," and he's mm. promoting Third Story, but he's playing that track every time he comes into the office. So so it was a sound that they create that they created, and this is our our, our protege. It's almost like Jim Jermaine yeah. Pre signs the brat. That's how it is, and then instead of focused on the bride, he goes and gives the sound to little Kim and then just discards her. That's what they did. So it wasn't, but I think after the success of the first album, she was able to renegotiate and go sign directly with Sony. Um, but then, you know, the whole, the, the whole, what's the word in the street was that Jay, um, Beyonce poached Rich Harris, offered him more money and a lot more sway, almost pretty much as a, whether either you take it or you, 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 whatever you do on her track is not going to go out, kind of thing, where he just had mm-hmm. to abandon her and go. And then she, I think Teddy did a track for her, and she had other places that did tracks. But you know, it's not only only the music, but it was the promotion. I don't think she got yeah. the same promotion. I think she also had a fallout with Rich. I think I don't know if it was maybe because of that situation, but I think they had kind of a split too where they weren't creatively working together because on that second album, she worked with other producers, which was strange because the first album, Rich produced the whole thing. Yeah, and that sound the- that he created with her was just so different and unique at that time. Yeah, the whole it go-go, so- the whole DC go-go stuff. Yeah. Which was, but it was, as I said, it was that, the, you know, as I said, the industry talk is very much, Beyonce saw it, she was about to come out with her stuff. And you can't have, she didn't, she, she can't have the two. So look, you best come out, start working on mine. So it doesn't go well and we back us. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. I, I know Beyonce and Jay-Z probably won't want to be on my, on our, on, on our show anytime soon. So <laughs> this might, this <laughs> might have put, you know, they might have said, oh, so well, you're talking about us like that. So 